language in this show may be too harsh for young listeners. In other words, we still struggling with our cussing. You're listening to Psycho Music Lyricology, a podcast where music touches the mind and heals the soul. I am one of your co-hosts, the guy that doesn't know anything about hip-hop, Sheldon Moss, along with the dude that is always secure about his opinion, Michael Nelson. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods. And the professor, Maurice Moss. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> what, what's up? What, what Tiger Woods do this week? <laughs> well, as we are recording right now, he's... Uh, tied for first at the Valspar Championship, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him kicking ass again. Oh, okay. okay. So that's, that's yeah. you know, I'm, I'm keeping tabs while we're recording where he is right now, so he's tied for, one of, he's tied for first. Oh, okay. I thought he went off on one of, the, one of them other tangents again or something yeah. with yeah. that, uh, you know, one of them Caucasian women. Hey, <laughs> you know, and you know they still mad at him for that, too. They've been hoping. They've been praying for his downfall since. It's like really sad too. Just like, damn, you know, we gotta go through all of that just because. But anyway, yeah, you know, that's our current <laughs> that's event. Another that's another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't let that one go because you know we could go out on a tangent for that <laughs> for a minute. But anyway, go ahead, my man. That's our current event. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. There you go. Hey, I like him, man. You sure? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. good. I forgot your golf game is kind of tight, though. It ain't that tight. Because if it was, we would be sitting here. I'd be at Valspar. Oh, you? Oh, you? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? You uh, we we ought to just uh go hit some balls one day because I don't. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna have a psycho music lyricology golf tournament. There you go. That'd be dope. There you go. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Yeah. At Cedar Crest. Wherever, man. Wherever, uh, wherever. Well, well, not wherever, because everywhere don't accept us. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. That's another show. <laughs> That's another show. Too. All right. But anyway, man. Well, hey, I'm uh looking forward to the day and and, and getting the day going. But uh, hey, Maurice, you know, I I, I just want to ask you one question. What's that? What's what that? have you been listening to this week? Um, I haven't been listening to a whole lot, but yeah. I've been kind of looking at this one group for like two weeks, trying to fi- figure out who it actually is, because when I Google it, I can't figure out who makes up the group. Uh, but there's this, uh, the head of XL Recordings, XL Recordings is a, is a label uh, in uh, Britain, and one of the heads of that label uh, has a group or he has an alias uh, his name is Richard Rus- Russell but he has an alias called everything is recorded so everything is recorded apparently has uh, continuously put out these albums and I the I don't know how to really describe it without kind of putting it in a box but it's the closest thing to it is like when Moby had that album and he was doing samples but then he was also having like stars singing along with it like he had well, Patti LaBelle and um, I think Jill Scott sang some songs. He was he was uh it was, it was a big record for him years ago. I can't remember the name of the record, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, everything is recorded. Has this um, he he has like a nice little kind of R and B atmospheric sound, but he collaborates with uh, Kamasi Washington. So Mike, you would like him I'm on feeling. that, mm-hmm. and um, Sampha. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know that guy, he uh, produced some stuff on um, Solange's album. Okay. Um, uh, it's got Sid in it from the internet. Yeah. Um, Sid the Key. Yeah, so he's got quite a few uh, people that he collaborates with. And I listened to I've been listening to it for the last couple of days. It's actually worth a listen. I think everybody would probably like it a lot. It's, it's a pretty good album. So check it out. Right Everything on. is recorded. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of like the Mr. Jukes dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kinda guess like it would that. be similar to that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah because he's kind of like the producer, Lucer, DJ, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but he's mm-hmm. working with other people right. and he's sampling sounds yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. I got you. What, what about you, Mike? You know? 
Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was privy to a online fight, Facebook fight. <laughs> a privy to it? Yeah, I was privy to it. I wasn't in it. Online fight. Yeah, they were. They were it wasn't a fight. Was it know? video it was, or was it? Uh, nah, it with was words. No, no, no. It was. Uh, it was my. Uh, it was a. It was the boho set. They were having oh, a discussion okay. about. It wasn't a fight. They were having a discussion about here in. In in Houston, uh-huh. Houston, Texas, not here because we don't we're not in Houston. But in Houston, Texas, every year they have a rodeo. And at the rodeo, they have a I call it a black night, where they have uh, they have concerts during the rodeo, and then one of the nights they'll have R and B act, right? And so you know, Mary J. Blige is played, and and maybe Usher, and maybe some I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty. Okay. It's a it's a pretty big night. Okay. And uh, this year, the uh, artist was uh, Leon Bridges. Okay. All right. So, uh, some friends of the podcast, one or two, were like, "What the hell is Leon Bridges? Why are they bringing Leon Bridges into the Black Knight on on uh, at the Houston Rodeo?" So, you know, with people like uh, Mary J. Blige, and and the reason I keep going back to Mary J. Blige is because the year I was supposed to get to go, that's who was going <sighs> to perform. Okay. But I know it's like Mary J. and some other people. Mm. It's like it's like uh, the headline. If you headline Essence, you can headline it at the, at the black Houston Rodeo. rodeo. Okay. And it's not a, it's not it's a not black, black rodeo. rodeo. It's just the Houston it's just Rodeo. It's Houston Rodeo, rodeo Okay. Right? So, but they have a black night. Somebody's gonna correct me, maybe, but I'm pretty sure that I'm right about it. But uh, so this particular night they had Leon Bridges, right? And so some of some folks online were like, "Oh, he's not black enough," or you know, because you know Leon Bridges is kind of a rockabilly kind of dude. You know, he's not a he's not a. Uh, I was gonna say he's blacker than everybody you mentioned. <laughs> I think okay, well, but hold but on, okay. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I would argue the same, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not marketed to urban radio. Okay. So uh, he's but a, urban radio. So if you don't know who, if you don't really know who Leon Bridges is, then think back to Chess Records. Think back to Chuck. Uh, right. Uh, Chuck Berry. Right. Right. Uh, Etta. Uh, Etta that's James. Etta yeah. James. That is. Uh, that's who he come. That's that's that's. He's in the lineage of those people. Gotcha. So that's that's exactly who Leon Bridges is. He's not anymore. But let's be real about it. That's not urban radio. That's not anything that's going to, you know, that doesn't play to us, us black folk in okay. urban sphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give you that. So, but you know. But this is the Houston Rodeo. Houston Rodeo. Not black rodeo, but Houston Rodeo. But still, Mary J. Blige, I keep saying, you know, Mary J. Blige is not marketed to pop radio the way she is urban radio right she's crossed over right and she has some pop hits right. but she's not a she's not a pop artist right. mm-hmm. nobody's ever gonna call her that whereas leon bridges nobody's ever really probably ever gonna call him a soul artist right which he actually is he's That's more soul artist than anything else mm-hmm. because you know chuck berry created the sound basically <coughs> created the sound willie dixon chuck berry Muddy Waters basically created the sound mm-hmm. that he is famous for, right. or that he that he is that genre of rock, rockabilly, Delta blues kind of that crossed soul over. that crossed over, mm-hmm. and you know, like black folks do, we throw shit away, and uh, you know, <laughs> we right. create it and throw it away, which we did with this as well. Not to say that there aren't proficient artists, proficient white artists, or in in that field, it's just that where it was created. Anyway, blah 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 blah. So it was a big fight about this online. Mm-hmm. He wasn't black enough. This that or the other thing. So uh, I never listened. I knew who he was, and but I never really listened to Leon Bridges. Mm-hmm. I knew who he was. I don't know why I knew who he was. Maybe just in passing. The billboard on thirty. <laughs> I don't even know if that's. Yeah, they had a billboard on thirty when he I came when he was coming to concert. Up in, uh, I don't remember the last oh time yeah. I was on thirty, so I don't know if it was that either. Yeah. But I listened to his album "Coming Home," and um, 
at first I thought it was just going to be a cursory listen. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to listen to it, check it out for a minute. But I actually, like, listened to it two or three times because I actually liked it. I liked it a lot, you know, because, uh, you know, immediately. And then I watched a couple of videos of him performing live, mm-hmm. uh, like at Austin City Limits. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he, he got, he's got the whole 50s look, you know. Right. He wears the... The slim cut suits, exactly. and, you know that stuff that's come back in the style. Right, right. But he's he's he he wears the slim suits, and he has, you know, a couple of couple of couple of lovely singing behind him, and you know, and and the whole little rock band kind of rockabilly band kind of thing going. And uh, uh, I actually enjoyed it. I listened to it two or three times to the point where I've actually put uh, that album in my collection on my streaming service, so mm-hmm. I can. So it'll be there, and then you know if I'm cr- crossing through it again, now and again, I can listen to it. But um, it's a it's a it's a really good album. And in fact, in fact, uh, uh, two years ago, this album was nominated for best R and B album uh, uh, for the that. for the Grammys. And maybe that. that's now that I'm saying that. That might be your maybe first that's time the first it. time that I was uh, that I was fam- uh, that I became familiar with them, mm-hmm. just not ever listened to them. Um, but this album was, you know, critically acclaimed, you know, people, you know, and it's more an R&B album than Bonnie Raitt. Okay. So the discussion <laughs> was, the discussion online was he, he wasn't didn't black enough. He wasn't black enough, basically. He, 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 did, he couldn't play the black audi- art audiences the way Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige would have. And so, you know. Um, I mean, it just it just goes back to that we put ourselves into these boxes, silly ass boxes. I mean, it's just because it's like, good music. It's very good music, and because it's not, you know, bass heavy or uh, uh, doesn't have hip hop drum beats all the way through. It's not remixed, and you know, and ain't no woman bent over shaking her ass. Then it can't be good black music. So this was a um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but when we were tossing around show ideas, one of the ideas was. Artists who have who are successful totally outside mm-hmm. of the urban the radio sphere, mm-hmm. and there are so many of them. A lot. I mean, and when you said Seal. when you said this guy, okay, Seal is one. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Gary Clark, which yeah, I was just going to bring talk him to you about, about later. Then. But so, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kind of like, I mean, and even in uh, pop music, uh, Desiree. Uh, the, the chick who had the song Gotta Be, mm-hmm. she was, I mean, totally. And then the, there's a young lady who actually gets a lot of uh, kudos from rappers, but I don't know that she's actually embraced by Urban Radio, and that's Emily Sand. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, she's out of Europe. So, I mean, there's just this whole host of people that, you know, we all talk about how. And we can we can actually argue that there are some artists who started out in R&B who are bigger pop stars. Uh, one comes to mind most immediately is Janet Jackson. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She's mm-hmm. a much bigger pop star. Oh yeah, oh, you yeah. know. But we still claim her. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but you know, she is straight up pop star. She, I mean, you know, just and like what, her brother. What causes that what? to happen is what what I'm curious about. Why why do we embrace some people and not embrace others? Even just within the, I mean, I'm curious about it from from a couple of different lenses. I'm curious about it from why do we do that to other black people? Then I'm curious about why certain non-black people are accepted while others are. Because, uh, you know, we, we had this heated conversation about Timberlake. But I mean... He's accepted. But I mean, a lot of, a lot of those same things could be argued about Bruno Mars. Which, which actually, on my Facebook timeline today, became a new argument. And people, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and he, he has a lot of fans in the black audiences across multiple age groups yeah like yeah. i know senior people yeah, young people yeah, yeah. everybody knows who bruno mars is right. and they like him right and michelle and de Ocello called him a, a karaoke i mean <laughs> you know i mean and you know i see arguments on both sides me i too. like his music personally. me too i me like too. his music but i see the argument me too because i mean he basically just puts on a suit. I mean, when I say a suit, a metaphorical suit of the music. And when you listen to, and when we listen to, uh, like the podcast that we listen to, where um, people, uh, Jam and Lewis, who don't, who didn't get produ- production credits on that album, he sat down with them 
mm-hmm. and ran some of those songs by him, by them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they were giving him all kinds of tips. He did the same thing with Babyface. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he ran this behind the whole. But but Bruno has been quoted as saying that all music is black music. Well, too, okay. So. so you know, I mean, yeah. and that may be the thing. You know, we just like we like people when they acknowledge them when they. Uh, aggressively acknowledge him. I don't know, but it's I'm going it, off on a yeah, tangent. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, because yeah. we've had that discussion. So, yeah. <coughs> yeah, they could have so, kept going on and on. Especially we, we but that's an interesting, it, that's yeah, an interesting discussion yeah. with, the, I, I, with, with uh, Leon yeah. Bridges because I really, I I would consider him nothing but a black artist. Me too. But, I mean, yeah, I see where people yeah, are going with but, that. But, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. But anyway, anyway, uh, highly recommended, Psycho, Music Lyricology Recommended, Coming Home by Leon Bridges. Go back That's a that good one. album. It's a very good album. Cool. What up, Shell? What you been listening to? No, man, just writing that note down for that uh that show we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, producer. Yeah. But uh, actually, man, <clears throat> I'm reading two books. Well, I finished one. I'm reading one again, which is uh The Diary of a Mad, of a mad Man, Scarface, Brad Jordan's book. I don't know okay. if y'all, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's my second time reading it. And the reason why I uh, started back reading it again, uh, partially because of what we're doing today. Secondly, Maurice always talks about we need to do this show about mental illness. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a battle, had battle with depression. Scarface. Mm-hmm. Scarface did, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, had mm-hmm. battle with depression and has tried to take his life several okay. times. Okay. You know, but. He comes from a family of musicians and so forth and so on. But that's the main reason I list, looked at it, look, want to read it again, because I wanted to get a clear understanding of depression and how it comes about and so forth and so on. So we'll talk about that. We're gonna we have to make sure we're gonna have to, to we're gonna have to do that uh, do that show. We actually know we have some classmates that are psychologists. I wonder if they would be interested in. We need to check that have out. Have that conversation. We need to investigate. Yeah. 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 And this, I mean, this is this came as a as a kid. It didn't come. It didn't start as an adult. Mm-hmm. So you know, and how he progressed. You know, progressed in life and where he is today, and you know, coping with it. He's an avid golfer. Yes. You know. Uh, backed by Callaway, of course. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, and he's a guitarist, bass, lead guitar. So, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that's what I've been kind of on, man. And then I just want to, we need to go ahead and give a shout out to uh, who we were listening to while y'all was coming. I was listening to you, came in. Uh, Bobby Sessions, congratulate him on his uh, Def oh, Jam yeah. uh, contract. Absolutely. Um, you know, considering young man did it in three years. On his own. On his own. And built built his own infrastructure right. from the ground up. Right. So, so that's, he's got a whole you know, little group of creatives, his own social media campaigns. Everything. Everything. I pledge allegiance yeah. to the grind. Yeah, for real. Yeah. That's really that's, what that's uh, all about. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, the first album, Law of Attraction, came out in 2015, and yeah, another one, Grateful, came out, you know, a year or two after that. So, hey, man, he doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. we were just listening to that album, right. man. I'm, I'm, uh, that, uh, you know, Right before we started recording, we were listening to it, and uh, I'm, I'm, he's I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I, like I liked it. Yeah. yeah, I like him. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I just want to say this before we get started. Well, when we get started with the show, is who we are about to have a talk about. Who we are about to talk about <laughs> is man. When I listened to this, I thought I went to a uh, hip hop church. <laughs> Actually, that's a that's a that's good. A good it, it's it's you know it's saying? very much a gospel album. Yes, <laughs> I, I think it is a gospel yeah, album. Yeah. yeah, preach preacher. Yeah, he's, you know, and, and it, I, it's it's an album that, in the vein that you're talking about, is along the lines of this whole thing that we're experiencing now with Godbox and four four four, where we're getting hip hop music for people who have lived their lives. Right. It's uh, grown people it's music. It's grown hip hop. Yeah, it's grown people And um, yeah. you know, I I got to say I'm I'm really I'm digging this whole thing about, you know, hip hop is not for a specific age group. Right. And um I know recently I uh recently I um had to fill out a questionnaire for this job that I was getting and normally um you know, I when you put down your actually what you like you know that has a connotation with it that yep. goes along with it. Yep. So when you put down certain things, you think you know you know people are going to be you know putting you in this type of box. 
But I really felt comfortable putting down hip hop because I felt like if somebody had said, "Oh, you like hip hop," well, I would have been able to list, "Hey, this is this is why I right. like it. This is this right. this, and this is this and this, and you know, go through the things that I like and talk about them and why I like them, and not just have somebody think that I'm into Lil Uzi Vert <laughs> because <laughs> you know. It's interesting that you made that point because yeah. there I I can I can admit now that there was a point in my life where I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I liked hip hop because because, because people, the yeah, they yeah. put you in a, you know, mm-hmm. they, you know, and now I'm hoping to make not it to negative. Give a damn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But hey, man, uh, well, hell, Maurice, who we who we talking about then? Uh, no news is good news. Uh, uh, Fonte, uh, Fonte is a lot of things. He is one third of Little Brother. He's um, half of Foreign Exchange. Foreign Exchange is now uh, multiple persons, but when it initially started, it was uh, just him uh, and one other person, his friend out of Europe. I'm sorry, I'm missing his name right now. Nicolay from Nicolay. Yes, from, yes, he was yes. he was Dutch. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and know. he's he's also collaborated with uh, Eric Robeson on what I consider to be one of the best R&B yeah. albums yeah. in recent yeah. time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this album, <laughs> I just listened to it start to finish right. for like weeks when it came out. So Tigalero, if you haven't checked out that album, I mean, that that's 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 a, that's a nice R&B album. That's definitely that, need to check that, that out. Is, that, is, hmm. that is the perfect, that is the perfect amalgamation of old school and new school Absolutely. R&B. Absolutely. It, it is perfect in Absolutely. that. Absolutely. In that sphere, yeah, it's very, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's uh, a ten in that sphere, yeah. absolutely. Uh, he's also worked a lot with Zoe. Uh, Zoe's a producer. He's also uh, had his own solo albums, and I think they've collaborated on some stuff. That uh, one of their albums, I, I think, is uh, they did a whole lot of kind of eighties influenced uh, songs. But um, Zoe is a is a uh, solid artist in his own right. So. Mm-hmm. This is somebody who is, uh, you know, uh, entrenched in music. And if you, uh, even outside of the actual recording part of the music, if you go into uh, how he uh, interacts on podcasts and uh, one, he, he, he listens, he, he's part of a podcast that Mike listens to on a regular. I listen to it a lot too, uh, Questlove. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also guests on podcasts. He did a recent episode of um, Heat Rocks where he, uh, he deconstructed uh, Intro's album from start to finish. You remember Intro that mm-hmm. did The Ribbon mm-hmm. in the Sky? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a really good breakdown on that album. It was really good. Uh, so um, he's out with another solo album and... Uh, like you said, Sheldon. I mean, it's church. Yeah, even one of the, <laughs> even one of the, even one of the songs is called Pastor Fonte. <laughs> so uh, you know, so let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. So um, uh, for years, uh, uh, Quest, Quest. I am, I am probably out of the, out of us. I am probably the biggest Roots fan. Yep. Yes, you are. And so the the Roots are. I have been. I have been solidly I have been solidly entrenched in who they were and who they became over the years. I uh I I uh I consider myself an okay player, which okplayer.com <laughs> is their uh is their website. Uh which uh basically okay player basically invented social media. I mean, as far as chat rooms, message boards, that kind of thing. They definitely made them famous. They, yeah, I, I, popularized. I, I can't, them. I can't, I can't think of for black folks anyway. Yeah, I can't think of any site that had as much influence in that sphere as OK Player did right then and there. I mean, I got, I have friends from other parts of the country that I met on OK Player, Player. which is kind of how Fonte and Nicolay met. Uh, via the foreign exchange Nicolet you know they were both I think one time Fonte was a uh, moderator for one of the uh, message boards Mm -hmm. so this is the way the message board worked people who were uh, uh, frequent visitors to the message board frequent contributors Questlove after it got so big and he got so busy started kind of farming out uh, moderators for different parts of the message board. Mm-hmm. I believe Fonte was one of them. 
And so it was an exchange. It was it's a beautiful it was a beautiful thing then. I don't have as much time for it now as I did when it first came out. But it was a beautiful thing then because you started to be able to exchange ideas and and like social, cultural, musical. And learn a lot. I mean, learn I learned a lot, a lot about yeah. music. I, yeah, I absolutely that, did. I absolutely did. Mm-hmm. And and what was what was what was most beautiful about it is is that a lot of artists uh were able to grow from that um you know kind of kind of build their mm-hmm. careers and you know their their followings from being a part of that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and fonte little brother and foreign exchange were all part of that and i will say this um um you you actually introduced me to little brother moss did because mm-hmm. i never i never uh I never heard. I don't. I don't think I heard of Little Brother until you handed me. Um, it might have been the debut album. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it? It Along was the Minstrel Show. Yeah, with Minstrel uh, Show. So Little Brother is rapper Big Pooh and uh, producer Ninth Wonder and Fonte and Fonte. Yeah, and so Minstrel Show was the 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 uh, album that you introduced me to. You. I think you bought it and you just mm-hmm. like you need to check this out. Mm-hmm. And I remember ten minutes into it, mm-hmm. I was hooked, absolutely hooked. I was like, "This is like, this is like." So I got the same feeling. There, there are only two or three times in my life where I've gotten a feeling from a rap album like this. Okay. So, uh, do you want more by the Roots? Is one album that that took me there. Uh, Low End Theory by Tribe Called Quest is an album that took me there, and uh, just just to uh, just in the interest of not trying to name all of those albums, I will say uh, the Minstrel Show by Lil Brother is is that album that took me there, most especially because of Fonte, the rapper Big Pooh, Real Deal, Ninth Wonder on the Boards, Real Deal. But the standout was most definitely Fonte. Um, Fonte is uh, uh, so if you are if you if you if you know me or you've listened to this podcast once or twice, you'll hear me say that there is no better rapper than Black Thought. Mm-hmm. And but this I have, is close. <laughs> he <laughs> Fonte is very very close. Okay, he he is. I have. Since the, when this album came out, we decided to do this show, and I'm I'm all over the place, and somebody's gonna have to bring this back because I can I can I can talk crazy about no, this. No, go ahead. But Fonte is I I I I was listening to this album on the way over for this recording, mm-hmm. and I was actually trying to fit Fonte into uh, my list of uh greatest rappers mm-hmm. and where he fit and where he where fit the and then you know I was working with him generationally and then I was trying to put him into like my my personal top 10 mm-hmm. list and wherever I tried to put him he always ended up in a top 10 place somewhere mm-hmm. you know um because um this is one rapper uh I can I can this is one rapper where I don't find weaknesses. Like he is he is lyrically potent. He <laughs> is an, a he, lyricist extraordinaire. He, he, he is he, he is can, he musically yeah, yeah, he, he is musically inclined. <laughs> yeah. He is musically inclined mm-hmm. and 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 uh I I can't, you know, I mean his voice is great. Right. On and, he the can, mic. and he can ride any beat. And he can, yes. His flow just. Well, I'm gonna his say flow well, that was flipped. the entire. That's now, the entire I, record itself. Now, if I have, if I do have any criticism of him, I disagree with that part. What? What, what you mean? Yeah, I think he's. Uh, well, his flow is his flow, and but it's he he has a he has a cadence that that he falls back into typically on every song. I thought it was different. Like I thought it was different on Euphorium than it was on on like So Help Me God. Yeah, like I, mean, I, I think that his I think that he definitely has. I think he I think more he than can. one more than one. I think flow, he, flow style. I in his think repertoire. you. I agree that he does have more than one. 
but I think he has one that he falls back on. That's you just know, kind of his. It's go-to. like it's like uh, it's like a uh, uh, a great shooter. You mm-hmm. know, he might he might shoot three pointers all the time. That might be his specialty. And you know when he and or you know, but and he then when he, the paint when he but when he to. when he goes into the paint and he starts to have a little bit of struggle, he gonna he come back, back out to, to the three, three point, point line. line. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just it's just his fallback. I'm not saying that that in and of itself is a problem because the flow is ill yeah. and it's pretty much his. It's his yeah. cadence. Yeah. I can't think of any other rapper that kind of sounds like him, mm-hmm. other than maybe, and that's just because you know. They're, uh, they grew together, he and uh, rapper Big Pooh. Sometimes, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, they kind of sound, mm-hmm. you know, I find times when I'm listening to Little Brother, if I don't, if I'm not, if I don't have it directly in can't my head. Can't make the distinction. Sometimes also. I can't make the distinction who is who. Mm-hmm. But there is not a time where I've heard a Fonte rap, have heard a Fonte feature where I didn't go, this nigga is Damn, he can go. He can go. <laughs> you know, he can go. I mean, he just, I, I, you know, it's it's hard to. It'd probably be easier for me to say what I didn't like, songs that I don't like, than the songs that I do because the songs that I do outnumber the ones that I don't by like millions. Seems like. So uh, let's get let's get into his lyric his lyrics because I know Sheldon has something that he could, he's <laughs> going to read from. I'm not going. <laughs> hey, and you know, wait, 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 and you know, there are there are there's more than one show where I have said my black queen. You know, that's from that's from little. If you've heard me say that, that's uh-huh. from little brother. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. My dude. black queen. You don't know now, nigga. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. And they just did an unsung on, on Trick Daddy, Daddy too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's and that's that's little brother is who I got that from. So. But go ahead, Moss. I'm sorry. I mean, Sheldon. But you I'm know, gonna... I'm, I'm gonna ask. You, well, I just want to say this then. Uh, for me, the record, top to bottom, I did not skip over it or anything. Right. I just listened to it from the beginning to the end. But what I admire the most about it is how he grew up, mm. and he, you know, was in an interview. He said he couldn't talk about this seven years ago. He opened up about his own life. Yeah. You know, and now he put it out there in the music effortless, Mm -hmm. very personal, you know, for a person that was going through a divorce, got, you know, got married, got a divorce, got remarried in the uh, buried uh, one of his parents. Yes. And buried one of his parents. Health issues. Yeah. I mean, just I I mean, real life stuff. Yeah. And it made me question myself, you know, as far as, man, I need to. Take my ass to the doctor more. <laughs> I mean, you know. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I you mean, that's it. one of those things that you're not going <laughs> to hear in a rap. You, you're not going to. Bobby Sessions is not going to be talking about right. that quite yet because he's he's 20-something and very healthy. Yeah. But I mean, Hands you know. Hands up, don't shoot is what he's talking about. Right. right so, now. I mean, it's 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 a, uh, it's a very, that's what kind of grounds the album for me is when he talks about real life things. So let me let me. I, I'm just gonna pop in here because okay. my fate because you brought that up. Mm-hmm. So expensive jeans, right? Right. That song mm-hmm. is personal specifically for me. I mean, I had to go back and listen to the lyrics. Like, damn, did I write this? Because because <laughs> the lyrics actually say uh, it says uh, like wifey sleeping in the guest room because you snore at night. Right? Mm-hmm. That happens. <laughs> that has happened in my life. I mean, literally get up, get out of here, or I'm going to get up and get out of here because you are snoring. And then it's like, he says, wifey sleeping in the guest room because you snore at night. It's like 40 years old is three-fourths of life. Mm-hmm. Our biggest fears were shots or armed robbery. Now the biggest fears are clots and oncology. Mm-hmm. Got a sleep app to tell you you got sleep, sleep apnea. apnea. Mm-hmm. He all in your sheets with a CPAP. I was like, yeah. damn. Yeah. And it's like that bla- shit hurt. It's like Black Thought in the sense that you've heard him rap so much mm-hmm. that it don't even make you make an ugly face no more that he's rapping like that because he raps like that all, all the, the time. time. I mean, that is just, I mean, he just coming with one line or one line or one line. Yeah. And they not one liners no more. It's just yeah. one, everything is just coming at you. And it's just, I mean, when I heard that, I was like, I, I mean, I was, I was actually, I started laughing because I was like, I'm glad my wife ain't sitting here because she would have been like, <laughs> she'd be like, mm-hmm. like uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somebody I heard know. that before. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that 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 just because you brought that up. Yeah. That's the part that made when I started really listening to expensive jeans. I kind of went, see, this is the real life emo yeah. rap shit that you know. This is that, the emo rap that, that makes sense to us, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it 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 actually you know, yeah, it, it's hip hop grown up. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just yeah. like you know, this this is not the shit that's ever gonna be played on the radio. This is a deep cut that you know, even if I tried to put it in a mix, motherfuckers would be like. What I you don't do think that so. Shit, I think you know? you're exactly right about and that. And it's just and it's exactly and it's right. so and it's so touching. You know, it's I mean it, the the, the it it, is, it's man. it's absolutely like it I think it's the reason we fell in love with hip hop, right? Because even when we were listening to hip hop from the beginning, it, uh-huh. you know, I'm not saying that Rakim them were all that deep, but they made shit personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they they I mean you know what I mean it, it was, I oh yeah no, I, I mean it's, it's personal it, storytelling yeah, yeah. And it's so, it's why uh, they reminisce over you exactly exactly yeah 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 it's it's that I mean that's what I mean you feeling it you mm-hmm. you yeah. you telling me a story that that makes sense to me that's very personal that I can totally relate to I yeah. can totally relate mm-hmm. to and I can get into mm-hmm. it. And go on this journey with you. I mean, and that's absolutely what he did. Took you on this journey throughout this whole album with, like you said, Sheldon, like what Mike is saying about all of these aspects of his life. Mm-hmm. But the relationship part of it was, I like that part where you, and, um, uh, Sweet You. Oh, yeah. Where he said his first relationship what about, was about. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we get was paper. About, was, no, he said basically. It, no, he said his first relationship uh-huh. was about uh, extra baggage. Baggage, yeah. Second ba- relationship was uh, was about baggage claim. Yeah, claim. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that was like okay. Now you know you're talking about growth and moving through mm-hmm. all of these things and what happens after you make your first screw ups and okay, now you got to stand outside of yourself and look and see. Okay, now I got to do something different here because first time it didn't work. Uh-huh. So he's like adulting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Adulting in a real way. It's so. like it's like uh, it's like uh, uh, hip hop grownish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I liked uh, find that love again just because it took me back to Tigalero. Eric Robinson, that Robinson, album, man. man. Eric I cannot Robinson, say enough man. about that album. That shit was hot, man. man. When I heard him come on the hook, I'm like, ah, oh, I just, I just <laughs> fell out. And you know, and and what the, the thing that really got me, uh, the thing that I started thinking about the most with regard to like that is, I wonder how much music they actually have sitting yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, this yeah. was probably an album cut from Ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like they, was, I mean, a throwaway. They probably yeah, went, ah, yeah. you know what? Put that on your shit. We yeah, gonna keep yeah, this over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I can't, ima- I, I can imagine that it's so much shit sitting around from them. That is just like, you know, like crazy. Those cats work great together for me. I mean, I, I just I like them. Uh, if anybody ever uh, Google's them, they did a song. I don't know whose song it was, but the song was good. But the video was better because in the video they do this whispers little little bit where they're oh, walking was the down name of the song. Yeah, <laughs> where yeah. they're walking down the the, uh, the 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 walking down the street. I mean, it is straight out of a whispers video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they doing turns yeah, and yeah. got the suits on. I mean, you, I, I love the fact these cats take music seriously, but they don't take themselves seriously. seriously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they they um that that song really was the those those two cuts were the standout cuts for me. Um, this song and we I don't want to go back to you know we're talking about Fonte but I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about Tigalero but let's talk uh, about it man because it the, deserves uh, a discussion past the Tigalero but you oh, know what it, I mean and this is probably not a Tigalero it wasn't on Tigalero it's on one of Eric Robinson's albums called uh, um, Picture Perfect oh oh, oh yeah, my yeah. Yeah. so um, and 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 the reason that I brought that up one is I really like the song two. His features, Fonte, he fits on everything he, you know, you don't, you don't ever feel like, you know, like, like sometimes. It seems like the label said, do this with this person and they just duct tape them into something. And, and <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> you know, and it just seems like, okay, he worked that. It just. Like, um, but today, that's part of indie artists. And we're indie artists working together. You work with who you vibe with. So, and, you know. and, it, and it works perfectly yeah. because, you know, because like today, I, 
I, I was thinking about that, and I was on the way over here. Fantasy by Mariah, the remix came on, mm-hmm. and uh, Old Dirty Bastard was rapping on it. And you go, Why? Where did I get that shit from? Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's all cool in the club and shit, but when you listening to music, and, and that wasn't just, nothing but the label, you know, and you just going, <laughs> That wasn't nothing but the label. You ain't, you get you some of them, you ain't get that other audience. You ain't say one word that had anything to do with this song, <laughs> you know. Me and Mariah <laughs> go back like they were pacifiers. <laughs> and you know, you go, and you ain't said one word that has anything to do with this song. But Mike, the reason why they did that is because it's a business. I got you. And we ain't going too far to see that. <laughs> I know you were trying to set me up, man. I know you were trying to set me up with that, man. Oh, man. But, but yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, I mean, so. and that's... Over and over again, that played out in the 90s with hip-hop and rap rap features and all that kind of stuff. So you're absolutely right about that. He fits. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, but uh, uh, I just, uh, the the feeling I get from listening to uh, Fonte uh, is like I'm looking forward to what he has to say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like... Uh, like that first song on the album, uh, uh, the maybe it's not the first song. To the rescue, song. is that you, the song where he be talking? I'll murder you niggas. Is that the one? I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 it. That's yeah. the very first one. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like I want him to go ahead and do it. You know. <laughs> you want him to go ahead and do what? Murder niggas. <laughs> okay. You know, That's what I thought just, you meant, but yeah, I want to I mean, clarify. Yeah, I mean, his his lyricism is just, it's, it's too, it's so, like, you know, like he says stuff that just, like, uh, that's not the first song. That's the second song, isn't it? So Help Me God, is that what it's called? I don't know. We would have to get, is so help me God. Though. We we but need to we're gonna have to tweet this out to Fonte so he can give us some uh, <laughs> <laughs> some rights to play some of this. <laughs> yeah, but he says uh, <laughs> we ain't got Fonte money, but right, this quite yeah. Yet. <laughs> but what what I liked is he on that song. I think it's so help me. It's the so help me God song where he says cap cap gun rapping. Where the fuck's the gunpowder? When you hear shit like that, you know you just kind of go. Damn, what was he? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like the way he puts, the way he puts those things together. You know, he says like, uh, uh, he says the cap gun rapping. Where's the gunpowder? Uh, Chuck D says my Uzi one weighs a ton. Now it's time to go to distance of the one. You know, time to go to distance in this ring full of one rounders. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like this month. He he's a, he's a student of he's a student of hip hop and he's a student of music, and he takes all of his influences. And makes them his own and does his own unique style. That's to me. That's 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 Fonte in a nutshell. I mean, you can tell, you can hear all the influences, but they're still it's still uniquely his his execution of all of it. So that's what I that's what I truly like about him is the way that he uh, can encapsulate a style of music where you know. That he's heard these these you know that he's heard these songs you know that he's listened to this music, uh, but he's not biting it. He's he's doing his own version of it. So he 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 is a he's a superstar in that respect. Very much so. Well, you know the song that stood out for me the most was uh, "Cry No More." Okay. And you know what what kind of stick out? It was one of them lines when he said, uh, "Just buried his father." Blah blah blah, and we went went to the repast and ate the same stuff to kill him. Yeah, you know that right there. I'm like, how many times have we actually done that? Absolutely, that's every a, every repast that we go an to, deep shit. Because every <laughs> repast we go to is fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> what a person! What we talk about a person that laid up had stroked out mm-hmm. behind all of this fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, yeah. and red Kool Aid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you know he talked about how you know relationship with your parent, how he wanted a certain relationship with his father. Go back to that. I mean. How deep is that shit? <laughs> Who you know? You don't even think that through when you. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yeah, cut you. Yeah, but wisdom. you you understand you where I'm think coming that from, shit though. Through. Right, right, you don't right. ever think you know. And then for you to, and that's that's the other thing that I love about how open Fonte is being with that because 
it's not him just rapping some shit that he it's some shit that he's internalized. Mm-hmm. Like he done thought about that shit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because you, who thinks about that? Yeah. I mean, you after 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 a funeral, you just you just go to repast. You yeah. don't be thinking about what you eating and all that. You just go. But you know what? Really, that the mm-hmm. part in the song that said, "I started looking like looking at the ceiling fan, trying to be a man. Wish I had a chance to be a son first. Mm-hmm. That's deep. That's some, yeah. That's some nasty yeah. shit there. Yeah. That that <laughs> one got personal with me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's some that's some that's some because in your life, uh, me and my father are friends now, but I didn't grow up with him. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't. I mean, we cool now. You know, he's still my father. I respect him as such. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't grow up with him. That shit. When you get your own child, that's some deep that, shit. You're you thinking about mm-hmm. things that like yeah, that. Yeah, because you're just like, okay, I, you know, I. You're like your daughter could say, "What, what did you and daddy do? Granddaddy do?" Uh, I or, really, you know, and, and it's not even a, it's it's not even that as much as you like. Am I doing the right things? Because mm-hmm. where was my right. example? Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. I mean, you don't learn how. You can't. You know, it's, it, a, you, it's you, a, have, you have to see those things. It's an you have to see those thing. things yeah. in order to in order to exhibit those. And things. for you to be that damn wide open while you rapping, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you just like that shit is. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I think it, that's the reason why I'm just so blown away by this album. Yeah, I mean, even if you haven't, even if you haven't been through that specific scenario, he's so vivid with it. You you still go back to your own situation and you go, wow. Mm-hmm. But he was just so clever with it after he finished the line and had the skit come in, the dialogue come in about the man talking about his son, his dad picking him up from school. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was a chef, took him to the kitchen, blah, blah, blah. And he was just anxious to do this. And, how, I mean, you know, you would put that in a, in a record. And you, I'm just sitting there thinking like, damn, I wish I had an opportunity to do that yeah, with yeah. my own, you know. That was that was well placed. Yes. That was well. I, you know what? That's something that I never really, that I haven't really thought about until you said it. His interludes were really, really, mm-hmm. they were really potent. They were really potent. They resonated. The one before uh, Expensive Jeans where this uh, young lady is talking about how she, how, talking about Combat Jack and fight. Right, and right, right. Mm-hmm. And then you go into Expensive Jeans. Jeans. So mm-hmm. he's, telling, he's telling you this story and he's giving you these uh, examples of people that have uh, lost their lives behind he's, yeah. illnesses. And giving you this introduction mm-hmm. into this story that he's telling. So, I mean, he, he kind of holds your hand and kind of takes you through this whole journey. So you just kind of go, you know exactly where he's going with right. all of this stuff. So. Right. There's right. nothing ambiguous about it. I mean, and it's it's well thought out. It's well written. The music is hot. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to say. And I was just anxious, man. Just to be honest with you, I was just anxious for you hear you all talk because uh, I feel like I was just enrolled in Hip Hop University <laughs> <laughs> when it came to this because I knew Mike if was gonna give me some. But you know what? Today. More people would be more people would be up would like hip hop. If this was the main hip hop diet, okay. now I'm not saying that everything should sound like this because hip hop should be different. Mm-hmm. We should not. We should. We should have Uzi, uh, We sh- we should have Lil Uzi Vert in our world. Yeah, but it should not be the main diet. It should be part of whatever. And if people could take bits and pieces of it, you would have more people that were saying that wouldn't be saying, "Well, I don't understand what they were saying" or whatever, because Fonte is straight telling a story. And all it just like you sit up and listen to T D Jakes, you you can listen up and tell him tell this story exactly. too. Exactly. And you can exactly. understand you every word can. that he's saying. That's what I got from <laughs> you know, and, and Fonte is about ten years our seen our, our junior. You know, he's he's about ten years Oh, he's in his thirties, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh and the the thing that uh, I think the first time I think the first lyric, and this is going to sound weird, and I don't think it was from, I, I can't remember which album it was from, but uh, he was talking about his, his first lyric that like really caught the attention to where I was like, you know, this dude is like my spirit animal, <laughs> is right. what he said. He said, he is a rhyme where he says, uh, uh, he's talking about uh, popular hip hop, and he says something like, uh, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, 
He said, I ain't mad at radio because I don't know what's on it. <laughs> Right, right, and right. that's the that's the line. Yeah, he said, "I ain't, I ain't mad at radio because I don't know what's on." And you felt that, real. and I felt it like like I like, was like yes. because at that point, I mean, the first time I heard it, I I, I vividly remember riding down the freeway listening to that song and uh-huh. hearing him say that, and I went, "Damn, I don't even know if my radio works." Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, did not. I was like, I don't know if my radio actually works, you know, because I was playing the CD. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what the popular radio stations are anymore. I don't know any of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is this, and I, and I realized I was like, me and this dude got something in common for real, as far as you know, and and it's and it's like you said just a second ago, they don't take you don't take his stuff too seriously. You know, it's just like, man, eh, I can do this and I can make a living on it, but it's some real shit in my world that I need to be serious about. And this part, this part of it is just part of that. Absolutely, to your point, because uh, because little brother had absolutely had club bangers, where they was like, <laughs> "We up in this club, we party and we dance, we having a good time," and he could continue to do that with you no know, problem. And you know what? That this is one of those groups where I believe, without a doubt, if that's what they had wanted to do. They could have albums full of club bangers, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. real club, like like you know, like uh, like um, uh, Pharrell, and uh, what was, what was the name of the group that he had? The grinding, uh, the, the uh, two brothers, um, the um, one that's head of the label now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think of the name of them. It. Yeah, you know, he could. They could literally have like like albums full of those mm-hmm, i mean i think mm-hmm, they could have played mm-hmm. both sides mm-hmm. but i think that they just remained true to who they were yeah, and they yeah. were just kind of like you know what this is how we rhyme yeah. you know this is how we get down yeah and this is how i'm gonna do it you yeah. know and uh i you know i and let me tell you this i also don't think it's any small uh uh is anything small that they both that they met at an HBCU, that they that they became oh. friends from uh, North Carolina Central. Oh, yeah. They oh, went yeah. to school together yeah, in North yeah. Carolina Central. That's where they met. Oh yeah, I don't think that's a small. I thing. agree with you on that. I, I don't. I think that I agree you know, with that. There is still a need for the, those types of institutions for for those reasons mm-hmm. because because you can find like minded people and black creators are not going to be allowed to be creative in that way in other places like that. Amen. They're not going to be they're not going to be allowed to do those things mm-hmm, in that way. So mm-hmm. I agree with that. I way. had a discussion but, with somebody about yeah, that last absolutely. night. Absolutely. That's why that and and if if for any reason that I am that I would be pissed off about how anybody spent money, you know, you spend your money the way you spend it. But Dr. Dre giving all that money to USC when all these HBCUs need mm-hmm. money yeah. like that, yeah. and I had a discussion with this about a with a young brother who you know I consider relatively woke, and he was like, "Well, he's from L.A. from the neighborhood. He's from you." I was like, "But USC got endowments for years. Right? They got money. Right? They not who, gonna, they not they, hurting. For they nothing. not hurting for anything that he had." And I said, "So imagine John Singleton. Imagine you know uh, uh, Ryan. Coo- imagine all of them coming from." You could have built for the. I think he gave him what a twenty million. Wait a minute, and making Wakanda University exactly for real, for real, <laughs> for, right. real. For, for real, for real. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. the yeah. the the black meccas, the the black mecca universities are having financial difficulties, and you hand twenty million dollars to USC. Right, right, and the, and on top of that, the empirical data shows that those schools are still proportionally graduating more black people. Than, than all of the other institutions. Say that shit. Say I that mean, shit, you, you can that prove shit. that they are. That they work. Yeah. So, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and so, uh, but anyway, I just, that, I just, mean, bring it, right just that. bringing that into That's into a good the aside thing, on the, uh, I agree with that. But the, their create, I just don't think, I think the fact that they met at uh, HBCU means a lot. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they get to, in, in that environment, they got to explore uh, they got to explore uh, blackness mm-hmm. and learn to be okay with it and experiment with things. And then it came out; it it comes out in their rhymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it just does. I mean, I don't think I don't think I don't think Fonte coming from USC makes this album. Hey, 
I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think he could. I don't. I don't, I don't think. I don't, I don't think know. his mind would be in the same place. You know what I mean? I don't and I don't know that he. I don't, I don't. I'm not sure he graduated or anything like that. I'm not sure how deep he was into that. But you know, I just. I just think he's. You know, he's one of those cats that I think uh, fits f- fits more into. You know, he's not. He's not like you know, uh, like like the Hotep brothers. <laughs> And then he's not, you know, he's not Michael Steele. You know, he's 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 in a place where he understands where the black man's supposed. You know what I yeah, mean? Does yeah, that yeah. make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. I hear what you you're saying. You know what I'm saying? And so, saying. and I and I think it comes out especially in this album. Mm-hmm. I just I just think that this might have been the album that he's been wanting to do for a while. It there took is seven years. Yeah, there's something uniquely black about it, mm-hmm. without a doubt. There, there, the, it is uniquely black. But uh, getting back to what you were saying about the lyrics, and I think we're uh, closing closing it up now. We've talked a lot about it. But I think um, the, one of the things that really encapsulates this album is the fact that the writing is so personal that it's universal. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the hallmarks of really good writing. It can be very, very specific and still kind of me- just touch – uh, just resonate with multiple with, with lots of people, and uh, you know I got. Um, <clears throat> it's not a vision board. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I I got I got pieces of mm-hmm. of 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 Badu and and all all of the uh, the uh, good writers that are out there now. Uh, um, uh, Prince, all of them that are, you know make these really really uh, unique good songs that tell stories that um reach out to people and just touch touch them in a in a in a really good way. So I think we all like this album. Uh we definitely gonna tweet this show out to uh Fonte. We hope that he listens and, and gives us some feedback on it because we really, really liked it. Yeah and, and the good thing is when I when I get to do the mix, there are so many features that I get to play with. I'm ready know. for this mix. Yeah, so, who you said listen to this mix. Fun. But I just I just wanna I wanna I wanna quote this lyric. Go ahead. And it, and it's because I brought up the whole thing about him being an HBCU, and it's from the uh, from the song Pastor Tigolo, and he says I'm a I'm a man I'm a black citizen on a stand with magnificent plan to act niggerish to a T like a black Jack Nicholas or EST the act Nicholas. Do you uh, do your rap diligence? Do your backpack trap rap and your dealer shit. I'm a gentle out I'ma be a gentleman and show you sentimental niggas what the fundamental is. And walk off with two white hoes like black militants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. He is here. Tigolo, I mean, it's exactly what I'm saying. It's just that he just you know, he 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 witnesses the world where it is. He can, and he tells the stories uh, from from an intelligent black man standpoint Absolutely. that uh, that uh, that resonate with more than or could resonate with more than just us backpackers or you know nerds you know who are all in the lyrics and that kind of thing. So, but anyway, uh, shit. <laughs> No, just you know. You know, you sounded like him when he comes on a song. No, <laughs> new tickle, new tickle, new tickle, new tickle, new tickle, new tickle, new tickle. Yeah, oh, that's, that's that's his, that's that's my new drop. New tickle, new tickle. Yeah, he, yeah, he 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 for real. And you know, if 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 we've recommended records on Psycho Music Lyricology before, this is one that we most definitely, absolutely, uh, please check this, this one out. Yeah, because this check is, it out. This is, I mean. Um, uh, lyrically, it's probably better for me. It's probably lyrically better than it is sonically. Mm-hmm. I like the lyrics more than I like the, you know, I and and I love the music. Mm-hmm. But if this was an acapella album, <laughs> I'd be in. I'd be all in. If it was him and some finger snaps, I'd be all in. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would literally be all in. This this is it's a bad motherfucker. All right. Well, can the church say amen? Amen. Well, we want to thank you all for listening to Psycho Music Lyricology. 
You can listen, like, and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Acast, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at PsychoFellas. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and always check out the blog, PsychoMusicLyricology.com, for music reviews and more. Until the next time, peace. Peace. peace.